It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Eric, the Bible is pretty clear that the enemy is out to still kill and destroy. And it's interesting that this is probably true all throughout history, but it seems like, especially in today's culture, he's really trying to create division and hatred amongst certain key groups. Oh, yeah. And when you look at the church today, one of those key groups that it seems like the church keeps getting antagonized or tempted to be frustrated or have hatred toward is just that whole, like the LGBTQ alphabet soup group, uh, whatever other letters are now Plus, part of it. Yeah. Uh, and also just this idea of gender confusion. And I know that on Sunday, you know, you preached the message on the vaccine dilemma and was walking through, okay, how do we take some of these key dilemmas in our culture today? Mm-hmm. And how do we not divide as a body of Christ, but how do we actually show love? So in this particular episode, we're talking about gender confusion. Could you even just give it just a... If even from a pastor's heart, even just a, a first blush on how do we in the church, how do we start dealing with some of these issues yeah. that can easily be so contentious or frustrating, or we just kind of create a line in the sand just saying, I am not a part of that group. And in fact, let's just throw them out. Yeah. Well, we we seem to have on the spectrum, which we've been talking about a lot this week, we have um, two extremes. One is uh, to completely cut off. Any communication, any uh, association with anyone that is of a certain ilk sexually. And we have the other side, which is very welcoming. And where it's just like, hey, we open our doors. Look, we don't judge you based on any of these things. We just want you to feel at home here. And both of them could be argued. (laughs) And uh, both of them are really missing the point, and that is what Paul does in First Corinthians. He's, he talks about those that are offering liberty everywhere, and they're oftentimes harming people that are weaker as a result. And then you have those that are holding the standard, holding the righteous banner, and they're not marked by love. And both sides, liberty is a real thing that Christ has given us at the cross, but it needs to be leveraged lovingly. Law is still a real thing. The righteous standard of God is still in existence, right? It didn't fade because Jesus died on the cross. At the same time, the righteousness of Christ is found through faith in Christ. And then we are clothed. And so as a result, our appropriation of the law is a little different. We have a little different angle, but what we need is our chief function is love. So on whichever end of that, you have a tendency to lean. There is The center line, which is what you and I are desiring to encourage the church towards, and that's love still has truth. It's not the absence of truth. And so actually, if you're someone's headed over a cliff and they're walking with their, you know, their their backpack on and they're headed straight to the edge of a cliff, love is not just to embrace them and just encourage them along their way towards destruction. It's to intervene and actually help them turn and see the wrongness of their way so that they can they can right their path and walk in a correct fashion. And so we've muddled a lot of that. But this issue of uh, gender confusion, I think, is affecting all of us in an ever-increasing way. And throughout this week, we're just dealing with some of the different dilemmas. Monday, we dealt with face, face coverings or masks and talked about how much we love them. And then yesterday we dealt with uh, 
basically social distancing. And how does a Christian appropriate these things? Well, how does a Christian appropriate gender confusion? I was uh, in Dallas, uh, it was last week, and I, I've been in many Starbucks in my life, and um, I actually really enjoy speaking with the baristas, the people that help there. And I have a lot of relationships over the years. I've had a lot of great conversations. And it's just one of my tactical strategies as a Christian is to engage, to love, to help those that are on the other side of the counter. And usually they have different worldviews than me. I mean, a lot of them do. And that doesn't bother me, but it doesn't mean uh, I don't have an agenda. My agenda is to love unto an end. I desire to give them something, and that is Jesus, because I do genuinely believe that Jesus is the solution for their life, no matter who it is, and no matter what their circumstances are. So I was in a Starbucks in Dallas, and I thought it was a man on the other side of the counter, but he had a mask on and glasses above it, and I couldn't see much of uh, the, the face. And it was a deep, vasy voice handed me my chai. Here's your chai. And I said, thank you. And I typically would engage with this person. But I, as they turned around and walked away, I recognized they had sort of the, the hair of a, a woman. You know, that would be hair that I would guess would be a woman's hair. And was wearing a dress. And then was shaped like a woman. And so I was sort of thrown off. And... I was desirous. It's interesting because I know how Eric Ludi works. And I know, you know, I could probably even relive the moment pretty easily. And because I didn't quite know what to do. And as a result, I was stymied and I didn't have any words coming out of my mouth. So they're back making some of the other drinks that I had for the kids. And they were close, you know, like, you know, on the other side of this, uh, what do you call this, plexiglass uh, uh, setup. And I would usually have a conversation, but I didn't know what to say. And I want to break that down a little. And you and I talked about this before, but there's like two satchels that we build in our life. I'm 50 years old and I have a satchel over on one side for all the communication tools that I use for dealing with men. And I speak with men a certain way. And when they hand me a drink, you know, I'll say, thanks, bud. This is what I do. Right. Uh, and with women, I handle communications differently. And in both sense, I want to be honoring. I want to build them up. I want to strengthen them. I want to encourage them. But there's ways in which I in in that I communicate with men that I don't communicate with women. And there's ways that I communicate with women that are just different than the way I communicate with men. There's more gentleness, more softness, more honor in a certain regard towards towards the women. Deference. I want to, I want them to feel protected and secure when around me. But when you remove the gender, now suddenly Eric Ludi is free floating. I don't know what satchel to reach in. And so I was struggling and I recognized in that moment that I actually need to develop a satchel for dealing with the unknown. And the reason I, we wanted to bring this up is I want to throw it back your way and maybe you can unpack why some of us struggle with even developing that satchel and why we have a resistance, but why it's important to actually develop the tools to communicate with someone that in our mind is living in darkness, is deceived, and yet our tendency is to cut them off. That's what the enemy's trying to bait us towards, as opposed to pursuing them. Could you maybe unpack that a little? Yeah. Isn't it interesting that <clears throat> I think for a lot of us, if someone's not like us, yeah. it's really hard to figure out how to reach them. 
rather than saying, okay, God, could you give me wisdom and love so that I could reach that individual? And I think as we're just processing through a lot of this, I think it's so easy in the church to be like, either either have our pet sins Uh that we'll we'll go after, but then we ignore the ones that typically we deal with. So the classic example, I spend a lot of time in the South uh, is you know, you, you, I never hear sermons in the South on gluttony and it has nothing to do with Southern people. It's just, they just got great food. I love Southern cooking. And so sometimes, you know, the pastor can be a bigger than normal, but he's not going to hit on gluttony. Even if, if, even if that's what he's struggling with, but he'll hit on smoking. Why? Cause I don't smoke. He'll hit on adultery cause he's not committing adultery. It is interesting that it's a lot easier to, uh, either to, to almost separate the people that are not like us and then just deal with the, the like kind. In fact, that's yeah. actually the secret of how to grow a bigger, bigger church is just yeah. gather the people that are just like you. Yeah. It's easier, but that's not the body of Christ. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, we forget that God was willing in our own sin to look past the sin and say, see the person that desperately needed saving. Yeah. In, other, in other words, while I was yet a sinner, while I was shaking my fist in God's face, Christ still died for me. And it, it is not a it's not a hatred of the individual. It's a deep, passionate love for the individual to to save them from that sin and that destruction. And I and I think for a lot of us, you know, we we have our normal satchels that we've always dealt with. And I think we're in a place because of the weird reality of our culture, and because the whole culture is confused, not even just in this area, just, yeah. but in every area, yeah. of saying, okay, God, how how could you leverage this life? And could you give me a passionate love, not not accepting the sin? Because again, I love what you said. Love is not a removal of truth. In other words, there's still standards. There's still truth. Holiness is still holiness. Uh, we're still called to a righteous living. But yet when I'm dealing with an unbeliever, I got to recognize that, well, they're behaving in a certain way, probably out of past pain and past hurt and brokenness. So am I going to cut them off because they're living in brokenness? Or am I going to say, okay, God, you want to heal. You want to restore. You want to transform. And whatever the chains of darkness that have grabbed a hold of that individual, whether that's heterosexual sin, whether that's homosexual sin, uh, whether that's gluttony, whether that's you know jealousy or fear or lust or whatever it may be that is that has someone shackled, Lord, could you give me the wisdom and the love to reach that individual so that through your power, you can bring them out of that darkness into your marvelous light to transfer them, as Colossians says, from this kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the beloved son, mm. which is a kingdom that is completely transformative. Yeah. In other words, I think a lot of times we look at somebody and just say, well, they've gone way too far, yep. especially in this particular yep. issue. When it's like we were talking, it's like, how do, you, how do you, <laughs> you know, if someone makes the decision, all right, I'm going to change my yeah. gender and they yeah. work through this process. I think it's easy in the church to be like, well, they've, they've crossed a line that is, yeah. that is unforgivable or yeah. they'll, they'll never be saved. Or if they're going to go into that much of darkness, mm-hmm. they, how, how's God going to free them? And yet God delights in freeing people from, from junk, from sin. Yeah. And I think we as believers need God's love for that person. Again, yeah. not accepting sin yeah. in whatever form sin has, yeah. but saying, Hey God, I, just as you rescued me, would you give me a love? Yeah. And, a, and a boldness and, and a courage to see past the junk yeah. and to embrace that person. And again, the, the, most of the time, especially in that, especially in the brokenness of sexuality, yeah. it, it's 
it's because of hurt and it's because yeah. of past pain and yeah. abuse and all this kind of stuff. And what they actually need is a redemptive God yeah. who will heal and restore and transform. Yeah. And so I, I agree. I think we need a satchel that's built for this culture, yeah. specifically in this issue that just yeah. says, God, this may be completely different than we've ever dealt yeah. with before. Yeah. And yet, could you give us the wisdom yeah. of how to even reach uh, these individuals? Yeah, the reason that I developed the satchel for how to relate to men is because I'm burdened. I care deeply about masculinity, and I want to see masculinity strengthened. So I've I've cultivated that, and I've spent a lot of time on it, right? The same is true with femininity. I've spoken at many women's conferences, which is a funny statement. I have a deep passion to see women function in the fullness of what femininity is supposed to be. And I recognize that there's a there's a way in which I need to do that. And so if I truly love these, this is becoming an ever-increasing percentage of our culture, right? If I truly love and the way God loves and desire to see them set free and made whole, then I need to actually, with the same labor that I've emphasized in trying to communicate to men and women, communicate to that which I guess we could say is unknown, right? Which is really hard because it seems like, why am I going to do that? First of all, it's because Christ would do it. And I, I have a hunch that Christ has a very special spot in his heart for those that are the outcasts, that those that are living in brokenness right now, and he's wanting us to carry that burden. With which you actually see, <clears throat> which you even see in the Gospels where Jesus was not actually hanging out with the healthy people, yeah. the people who seem to have it all right in the, in the, in the church. He was going out and hanging out with the prostitutes and the tax yeah. collectors and, and those who were seen as the sinners yeah. by the religious establishment. Yeah. That's actually where his heart is. And I think we, we need that same heart too. Amen. And you know, th- this is a challenging issue. There's no doubt. And yep. it's, it's not as simple as just like, well, yeah, you know, let's just open up the church and just invite all of this in because there, it's, it's finding that balance of what love is. Which is, again, we've said it multiple times, it's not the absence of truth, it's not the absence of, of holiness, but it is the presence of care, love, gentleness. And I think for us as the body of Christ to have that two-handed approach is significant in this hour. And it is a dilemma, which is why we're bringing it up in this week. It's a dilemma, but one that should not divide us as the body, but should unite us. And we should be of one heart and one mind. It's like, yes, God loves them and we are going after them. This is who Christ died for. Let's go get them. That's so true. And I don't think it means that we endorse again. Mm-hmm. I think just it'd be, I think it's worth bearing. It's worth repeating. Bearing, it bears repeating. repeating. It bears repeating. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, in other words, we show love, but again, we stand against sin, just like we would stand yeah. against any kind of sin yeah. in, in, in the life of a, of a believer. Yeah. And in our own lives, too. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's a, it's a, reckon, it's a re- realizing that these people desperately need Jesus Amen. to save them from all of their sin. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. 
Note that our live in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume on weekdays this coming June at the Ellerslie campus in conjunction with our discipleship training season. Thanks for listening.